Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEM to save $5 off your first purchase. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe, the show where we discuss every problem in the universe, from smelly conventioneers to missing audio engineers. <laughs> With over 5 million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of problems. I am Maddox. With me is Dick. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean is missing this week. Sean is missing. Sean is missing, and I feel responsible for that because he's my friend, and um, I brought him in here to help us. Right. But he's not here once again. Uh, he's in jail. He's in jail. Yes, he's in jail. We got a mugshot from him. He farmed the wrong ass, yeah. <laughs> and he got sent to jail. But I have a replacement. He's a, I'm, he's a nice young man, nice young Asian man, so he knows his shit. Wow, A replacement right. audio engineer. He was my Lyft driver. Okay. I would like, yeah, I mean, you know, the chatty. I'd Did, like to introduce him to you. Yes. I, I have full confidence in his abilities. All right. It's D, DJ Tim Tim yeah, Yo, what up? <laughs> DJ Tim Chang's in the house. How y'all feeling tonight? Dude, oh, what the fuck is okay, this? Okay, yeah, but settle down. We talk How y'all feeling tonight? This no, is your Lyft driver? What the hell are you doing? Yeah, settle down. <laughs> it's Good not see a DJ here. type of atmosphere. It's hey. just an audio engineering. He's yeah, a real I'm, DJ, though. I'm a DJ, though. You can find me at DJ Tim Chang's this is a services at Zanga.com. Hit me up, please, y'all. I need this money right now, dude. Just hit me up. I'll get all the music for you, man. I hit your bar mitzvahs, dude. I hit your quinceañeras, dude. Just so, hit me up. Yeah, Tim, okay. you, you, are, you, are, you are a Lyft driver by day. And what? You, you're a I'm, side DJ? I'm a Lyft driver by night. Because okay. no one will hire me at night. By day? What at uh, nightclubs. Uh-huh. I never did a nightclub gig, but I'd be down for it. Right. Okay. But during the day, if your kids have a birthday party, like I'll hit y'all up. You know. Oh, if, so you're doing like the birthday birthday party circuit right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, I'm humble right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. a humble dude right now. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to start small start yeah. during the day, but one day, you know, I'm going to go crap, crap, crap. All right. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> All right, Dick, I don't know what the hell you're doing here. So, Tim, uh, the problems from last week, the biggest problem in the universe, according to voters, was presenteeism. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, all right. Followed by Sandy Hook conspiracies. We only had... Sandy Hook conspiracy dipshits, I should say. We only had those two problems last time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Surprisingly yeah. prescient. Like, I thought, I hadn't yeah. thought about Sandy Hook in two years, and then you brought it in, and the very next day, somebody gets fired because of it. Yeah, someone got fired be- because of it, and uh, it was all over the news. And so last night, I was listening to Coast to Coast AM, and uh, ev- almost every single call was a was Sandy, Sandy Hook, Hook conspiracy dipshit. And this is such a, becoming such a huge problem because all the callers were from disparate areas in the United States. There was a call from Kentucky, a call from Iowa, uh-huh. call from Idaho, Mississippi, all over the United States in different – you would hope that it's just one group of people somewhere squirreled away. Like in the backwoods yeah. somewhere? No, yeah. but they're all over the – well, that's the internet. The internet allows you to just be crazy all over the place, right? right? Somebody sent in a video proving it. Did you did you watch that guy's video? What's the video? Somebody emailed both of us and he said, "Here's why we are asking questions about Sandy Hook." Oh I yeah, like, I saw oh, that. God, did you watch the video? Insane! It's uh, the cra- this video, this fucking video. First of all, suggests that the Sandy Hook conspiracy theory has something to do with the MK Ultra conspiracy. Well, let's just start with the crisis actors. Oh sure, yeah. So the video is 
one of the parents at Sandy Hook or a grandparent yeah. talking about the loss of the kid. Right. And then it shows the same guy in his commercial roles like decades ago yeah. where he was a commercial actor. Right. You know, yeah. um, and they're like, well, see, there you go. There you go. He's an actor. Like, well, yeah. Nothing bad can ever happen to actors. Right, oh, except like except everything. every single headline at TMZ or yeah. Perez Hilton, this these fucking shitheads. Oh uh, yeah, this guy this guy used to be an actor, therefore he's a crisis actor. These guys are experts, and they're like, well, why why didn't he have more tears? And so people say that about Obama too. It's like, why didn't he have tears about this other this oh, other thing or that Obama, other event? Too many tears, <laughs> too many fucking tears. Oh, that, man. that's the other criticism. Get the hell out of here, so, crying on television like that. <laughs> oh, so can you imagine? That's uh, can you imagine that? What being on TV crying over uh, dead children? Uh, oh, hey, over anything, <laughs> over anything. What are you? What are you doing? Not, I don't know. They're I, not your kids. I've never cried before. Um, this is from not New even York. as a baby. No, oh, no okay. never. My mom told me. Um, this is from uh, this is from New York Times. Uh, over the weekend, we we mentioned this just just now, but mm-hmm. the Florida professor who cast doubt on mass shootings is fired. Now he wasn't fired for that reason. Oh. He was fired for another well, reason. kids. Yeah. <laughs> what was he fired for? He was fired because he didn't disclose his outside businesses to the university, and no. he has a lot of different conspiracy theories, and he and he teaches them in his class too. And the university said to him, like, look, if you want to like talk about this batshit stuff in your class, it's fine. Just make sure you'd say that it doesn't represent the university. He didn't do that. Um, and he didn't disclose it as a side business, so he got fired. College for that. man, is that like an Al Capone thing? You know what? I don't care. I don't care about uh, that. Thing. And then one other thing, this uh, I looked on YouTube, and you know how last time we talked about these conspiracy theories, uh, theorists making a mint off of these other people's suffering with their sh- with their horse well, you shit did, but I would theories. like to see some numbers on that. Well, here you go. Seems I like got, a labor I, of love to me. No, I have I have here the YouTube ad with with uh, the YouTube video with with two ads plastered on it. One is on oh. the bottom. For uh, LLC free with free processing for to incorporate a business. Another one is for gun safes. A huge selection up to 50% off. Call us and it's a gun safe ad. Well, you got to be safe. You got to be <laughs> safe with your guns. Tim Chains, what are you are you running any ads on these conspiracy wackos videos for your I feel bar like mitzvah there's a services? conspiracy against me and my life right now, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what yeah. is that? I feel like, look, all right, I've been attending Santa Monica Community College for the past four years. All right, and f- I have not graduated like yet. Yeah. I have not graduated yet. I feel like my teachers hold me back. Yeah. She knows I'm good. Yeah, she knows I'm good, but she's not letting me. Like she not. She won't let me go back into the studio. How many years have you been? Four. Four. <laughs> Why can't you okay. enunciate R's, Tim? Four years. Well, that was that was like a few more vowels in that full. <laughs> Look, man. I need to get back into school. I totally relate to that dude you were just talking about earlier about the university shit. And I know oh, you relate to that guy. I relate to that dude. Okay, because why? I got kicked out of my college. Right? right? Was, that, was that what the story was about? I have he no, got yeah, yeah. Fired. He got, he got fired, fired for his. You got kicked crazy. out of college yeah. as well. Yeah, there you why? go. I don't know why he got kicked out. But no, I why know did why. you get kicked out? I'll sleep with the teacher. Okay, <laughs> I don't believe that. Man. There's not on, not on purpose change. though. Like you know, <laughs> what do you mean? Not on purpose. You were sleeping <laughs> with the teacher on purpose. Look, I'm not trying. She came over and accidentally banged you. What happened? It was just it just happened. You know, it was just like I'm, I was just ta- I was asking her like, yo, how do I use GarageBand better? And then she was like, <laughs> what class was this for? <laughs> this was this was radio class. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> radio class. <laughs> radio class, huh? Tim's okay. radio, radio class. class. You asked her, how do I use GarageBand more better? And yeah, then what yeah. happened? 
And then she started like, yo, like, let me let me come come after school, right? I'll give you a session. All right, because I know you care about the I know you care about the business. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So I came over and I don't know, like, I started frisking her. Yeah. What then, what does that mean? Like for a gun? Like what were you? What do you mean you started frisking her? I was fr- I don't know, she got like nice boobs. Okay. Okay. Right. That, and uh-huh. I was like, everything and, makes sense. So you up frisked to now, her for the Tim. boobs? Yeah. You're yeah. seeing she was smuggling nice bo- boobs. But I feel like she let me, you know? I would never well, do I, that. I hope so. She she let me and then she started she's kissed she kissed me first after I frisked her first. Okay. And then just we started fucking. <laughs> All right. Okay, Tim. That's a thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Dick, for bringing in your Uber driver. <laughs> Joseph Dunbar your caller at the end of the show is, yeah, Lyft, get it right. You're an idiot. Hitler did go to primary school. What Hitler did do was outlaw homeschooling in 1938, which is what Maddox wants to do. Maddox equals Hitler. There you go. Uh-huh, okay. more. The Hitler war mm-hmm. continues. Um, this one was funny. Did you see this guy on Twitter? He was a, he was a furry, though. He had a fursona. Luca the Fox? No, I don't know. He put a quote from you from the bonus episode, which you can get on our website right now for $1.33. It's a deal. It's a deal. It's a hot deal. Um, It is a picture of you saying, I think you should embrace your pain sometimes. I think it can teach you something, which you said in the bonus episode. Right, yes. Uh, Right next to it is a picture of Charles Manson, who said, pain's not bad, it's good, it teaches you things. a slightly pithier exact version of what you said. Yeah, yeah. How here, does that make you feel? Here, let me tell you, let me give you another version of that quote that that uh, millions of people wear well, here on it t-shirts. Is. Yeah, here I, it I, is. Same smile. You smile exactly like Charles Manson as well, talking about pain, yeah, teaching all, you things. I don't. Charles Manson isn't showing any teeth. Right, Tim? Yeah, that's true, dude. That's true. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Tim Chang. <laughs> that's, no, that's not true. I don't, first of all, Marilyn, uh, Charles Manson Charles isn't Manson. even isn't even showing any teeth in that smile. It's, it's kind of like a weird grin. Oh, anyway, yeah. here's another version of that quote that millions of people wear on T-shirts all the time. And uh, you hear it in gyms. No pain, no gain. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a an abstract concept that people aren't familiar with? No pain, no gain. You got to work hard for something. And sometimes you endure pain to get to a better place. I think it's the teaching part that makes people weirded out. Pain, no gain is in the context of, like, exercise. Everything. You're saying- no, everything in life. Everything in life worth having is worth struggling for. Okay. That's th- that's essentially the gist of that that statement. All True. Right. True. That's right, Tim Chang. <laughs> All right. You struggled for your garage band. You, you got proficiency in garage band. What was this class again? Uh, radio? Radio, radio class? Radio. Intro radio. to radio. Intro to radio, huh? And this is this is this is like a contemporary class that's being taught right now at Santa Monica Community College. It's taught every every school. How many credit hours is it, Tim? Like three. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, like three credit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Three credit. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tim (laughs) Chang. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Great. Here's some voicemail. Hey guys, I have got to congratulate you on once again. Solving a problem through your show. Great. I've been telling everybody about the biggest fucking problem in the universe, not getting enough boobs in Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, big problem. problem. I have to tell you, after telling at least a good 15, 20 people to listen to this podcast, I have been getting incrementally more boobs in my Snapchat. Incrementally. That's good. Mm-hmm. Along with horses and dogs and other yeah. dipshit well, items. you know, that, that's but your boobs, fault. nonetheless, Dick, Maddox, you guys have won a complete victory in my book. I don't know. And 
Yeah. Sean. <laughs> Trailing you're off. You're a pretty cool guy, too. Oh, well, he's not uh, here. He's in yeah. jail. Okay. We'll have this uh, this that voicemail transcribed and sent to Sean in jail. Yeah, pretty good. I like that about this show, that you can complain about something and then make your friends and family listen to it, and yeah. it's about them. Yeah. But you don't have to confront them directly. Yeah. You can just say, hey, why don't you go check out this episode? Right? Yeah. It's very uh, convenient. That's how life should work. Yeah, I, I have sent these episodes to to uh, friends in the past where I thought, ah, maybe they could uh, get something from this. But nobody ever thinks you're talking about them. Oh, that's, you, that's been your experience? That's been my experience with my whole career. You my should whole bring website. that in as a problem yeah. and then send it to those people. It's funny because some of my fans are astute enough to pick that up. Mm-hmm. They they say that Maddox, they, they write in the comments sometimes, they say, Maddox, half the people you're who are commenting here are people you're talking about. I'm like, and I think, yeah, I know. It's it's amazing how it works. It's insane because mm. I'm talking about these same dipshits and they're commenting. Mm. Same people. All right, you want to do some problems? Yeah, man, I got a problem. I got a real doozy. I got a real doozy over here. This is um, this is a problem that uh, that affects mostly larger cities, larger urban cities. It's street art abolitionists. Oh, yeah. Smart. Real I, smart. I hate those guys. If I know who, you, if I know what you're talking about. Well, what I'm talking about are people who cover up street art. Yeah, murals. Uh, murals are essentially the first. The first murals were cave paintings, guys. And if we didn't have those, we wouldn't have any kind of historical record of cavemen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's I'm, I'm with you. All right. Thank used, you, Tim Chang. I used to live in a cave. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's for real, Tim. <laughs> Oh, okay, where was your where where did you live? What in this cave did yeah. you live in? What are you talking about? Uh, Huntington Beach. <laughs> what is Huntington, Huntington Beach? Beach. That is actually that sounds there, reasonable. There's probably cave, there are caves in Huntington yeah. Beach. You mean literally you lived in a cave? Yeah, for okay. like uh, several weeks. But you know, I'm good now. Did you leave any murals? Any any marks behind? That kind of mark, you know. What okay, I mean? yeah, yeah. All right, we need a UV light to see that. <laughs> 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 Fucking Tim Chang. So fucking annoying. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, what, are you imagining cavemen walking by the ancient murals and scrubbing them off? Yeah, yeah. the uh, real, real bu- bureaucratic bureaucratic. They killed cavemen. all those guys back then. Somebody what? fucks with your art and your yeah. cave, you kill that guy. Well, there's this, there's this new trend I've been seeing these pictures pop up on Reddit where a mural will be covered up, and someone will go in response to it and spray paint. It says, says here, this wall used to have art on it, and now it's covered in dicks. And then they spray paint little dicks all over the wall. <laughs> and they've been doing this all over the world where people cover up murals. Yeah. And I looked into why this can be a, a real big problem. And surprisingly, um, this, isn't, this is something that, that occurs not just with street art, but historical historical art, historical murals. And there's two controversies right now in the news, actually. One from Kentucky and one from Idaho. And it's interesting that how they parallel each other, but they are unrelated in the artwork they're talking about. This one, this first clip is from the University of Kentucky. Listen to this. From uh, WKYT.com. Here we go. A controversial mural inside a building on UK's campus will soon be covered up. That move comes two weeks after students expressed their concerns about it. UK officials say the mural in Memorial Hall shows the history of Lexington, but they also say something about it must change. So the mural they're talking about, I looked at it, and it's a it's a mural they, that was painted in the late uh, the turn of the century around that time, like okay. the 1930s, something like that. Mm-hmm. It shows the history of Kentucky more or less, but um, a any black, lynchings? 
<laughs> no, there no. were no lynchings, but a black student did notice that there was some sl- depictions of slavery. In well, it mural. happened. All yeah, right. it yeah. happened. Um, and and the argument is that they, that it should be kept up. And I looked into it and I thought, well, I'm fine with it being kept up so long as it's in an appropriate area, like a museum or some place where. Um, where people go to see that sort of thing. So I looked at the building that Wait, it was in. Wait, this is just a mural. This is just a painting on the side of a building. It's not in the side about. of a building. It's okay. in the lobby of a building. Oh, okay. Don't they have the right to put that there? Well, sure, but it, it, should be, it should be in an appropriate building. So I thought, be, this belongs in a museum? That's what you're saying? It, it, well, hold on. I, I looked into the, to see what the building was that it was in. I thought, well, if it was something like a dorm or, you know, like a, a frat house or... Uh, a cafeteria or something. Maybe you can move it to a better place. This is in the University of Kentucky Memorial Building. Okay. The mem- it's a very appropriate building, I think, for this mural oh, to sure. be in. Uh, that's, that's kind of what people go there to see is the history of Kentucky and to remember fallen soldiers and things like that. I think it's pretty appropriate there. But uh, the University of Kentucky right now, uh, I think I, I don't know if they've already bowed to the pressure to remove this mural, mm-hmm. but uh, but they're considering it but that's not street art it's not Is street it? art but essentially i looked into what i street mean you're art- talking about like graffiti like banksy like i love that shit People yeah taking the i don't know i wish i knew how to do it tim you probably know how they do this you get like a photocopy like a giant six foot tall photocopy and they put them on like those electric booths like they'll take like a big picture of they'll take like an evil looking picture of some political figure. You know they they like wash it on yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. that glue and they spread it on. It looks cool. It's it is cool and it's it's a it's a type of social dissent that uh, that really undermines authority. I think because it's illegal. It's illegal, sure. but it's also free speech and it's it's protest. A lot of times it's protest against some ugly intrusive ad. A lot of times. Um, oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. Okay, what about just graffiti? Let's get the scale here. No, graffiti is you don't not like graffiti. Art. No, graffiti, okay. graffiti is noise. At what point does the graffiti become art? When it's art, when it's a Uh-oh. when it's a depiction of something, when it's a mural, um, okay. or if it's done in a stylized fashion. If the street art, if if they write something in a stylized way, yeah, I guess it it's a function. I don't want to have a, a strict rule, but it's a function of how much time and effort they put into it. I think. Okay. I put um, a lot of time and effort to my DJ work, man. <laughs> Tim, it I doesn't sound remi- like it. That intro sounds like shit. What? Yeah. Yeah. That Tim Chang. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. What are you that's, talking that's about? Not, that's the first draft <laughs> right just, there. <laughs> still, still a good, still a good <laughs> intro right there. Still a good intro. You did I that with using. your mouth, dude. That there's no, there's no instruments or sound effects in there. Hey, Tim Chang. Yeah. Beep, 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 okay, beep, beep. we hear it, Tim. No, you don't have yeah. to play my it anymore. My mouth is my paintbrush. My DJ set is my canvas. Yeah. Yeah, someone should cover up your mouth, remove that mural. So who are you talking about here? Um, I I don't know. You're talking about the people who have a problem with murals? Well, yeah. So a lot of times in in cities, Mm -hmm. uh, what people will do to assuage graffiti by Mm -hmm. gangs is to put up some street art, some murals. And they will, a lot of times they'll commission these very same artists, these graffiti artists, to put up some actual street art and that's that's something they do to because the alternative is to is to have a bunch of graffiti everywhere or just a bunch of boring gray walls fuck that yeah or boring gray walls and it represents the community and this is actually uh, there's a book called viewpoints visual anthropologists at work this is this is kind of funny here it says here that uh, a lot of times the street art they do 
encourages cooperation amongst gangs. So hmm. gang members have to respect each other on some level to say, okay, well, this is actually art, right? But sometimes the reason people graffiti is because it's a protest against uh, a lack of art. And the only thing we see in our outside world is commercial messages. Okay. There's a city in Brazil that outlawed any kind of commercial messages. No in, ads? In public. Yeah, no ads. Mm. And a bunch of journalists went down there to check it out. And they said it was really refreshing because you'd step outside and be in an urban environment without being constantly bombarded with commercial messages. Oh, man. I wish there was the opposite of that somewhere. There is. It's called New York. No, no. Ten times more. A hundred, like, even every square inch of the asphalt had an ad on it. (laughs) That would be, like, a utopia for me. Oh, yeah. I just want to see it. Yeah. So much. You can't even close your eyes without seeing an ad. I mean, basically, it's every NASCAR uniform. Every NASCAR uniform. Yeah. 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 Oh, those that would be awesome. Cool. Yeah. Bunch of suckers walking around with Pennzoil ads all over them. But uh, anyway, this book, Visual Viewpoints, excuse me, Viewpoints, Visual Anthropologists at Work, they talk about uh, cooperation amongst uh, gang members. <laughs> this, this is actually kind of funny how, how uh, old this writing is. But it says, though many murals are anonymous, others include the artist's or organization's name somewhere in the work. For this reason, some pictorial murals constitute very large gang markers. Neighborhood organizations and schools have taken up this tradition and have used murals effectively to delineate their sphere of influence. A good example of the relation between clubs and murals is the case of Adam, a mural called Human Support. Adam is the leader of a local neighborhood club of homeboys, or Mm -hmm. homies, and they put homeboys and homies in (laughs) That's right, man. Me and my homies, my homeboys, dude. What do you do with your homies? Man, we kick it, dude. We play yeah. football. Oh, you yeah. play football we with play your football, homies? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, your homies come over and play football, huh? Yeah. Where do you, you what kind of football do you t- play with your homies? Yeah, touch yeah. football or nah, like full pads, helmet. <laughs> uh-huh. Full contact. We do that. We I mean we do it back in my high school, but you know. Yeah. Okay, Tim. Tim Chang, thanks. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to play that fucking drop, dude. You just talked full, about football. Full contact. <laughs> you and your homies go to the locker room at your high yeah. school and suit up for a friendly game of full contact football. That's right. What, me? five on two on two? Three, on, you- three on seven sometimes. I'm a quarterback. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then my boy Carl. Yeah. Ronnie, they the receivers. Man, we don't need no fucking dude. We don't know fucking linemen, dude. You don't need a ref or anything? Man, we the refs, dude. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah. imagine yeah. that's a very fair game of full contact football you're playing. Yeah. I love it. Are you uh, are you skins or shirts? Man, I'm always skins, dude. Have you seen these skins right here? <laughs> yeah, to put, it, put your man. pants back on, buddy. All right. Um, so anyway, this, uh, the, it goes on a team of muralists who wish to paint the neighbor. Thank you for that uh, interjection, Tim, about your homeboys, <laughs> a team of muralists who wish to paint in the neighborhood negotiated with Adam. He and his group marked the side of the mural indicating their support and intent to defend the painting from marking by other clubs. Yeah. They assisted with production and continued to defend the painting once it was complete. The approval and cooperation of Adam was totally necessary prerequisite to completion of the mural and its long-term survival once finished. So this, these, anth- these uh, social anthropologists are looking at these murals, and they see um, a lot of times you walk by some street art in a city, and it looks cool. It might be some crazy depiction of Mickey Mouse or something There's like that. There's a great Trump one on the 10 right now, the 10 freeway. What is it? Oh, yeah, he looks like a, a total asshole. 
It's, it's this huge mural of Trump. It looks awesome. So it's just a photorealistic picture of Trump? Um, even better. It's like how how he is in people's minds. They've gotten like, a, you know, an engram of him on the freeway. Someone made a depiction of Trump made entirely of dick pics. I saw Have that. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so they're, they're talking about the design of these um, these murals in this book. And they say that totally abstract murals are most often defaced unless they, the representation has ethnic significance. So a lot of times these murals that people put up do have some kind of significance to the culture they're in. For this reason, uh. it is probably abstract principles and the way in which they edit pictorial or real, realistic images that underlie the kind of open-endedness in mural symbolism that leads to slippages in ethnic identity, degree of breadth, and in intended audience, dimensions within the messaging, and Ooh. other communicational qualities. of. It, That's I just because they very, can't already deface an ethnic portrayal like what are they gonna go draw a mustache on caesar chavez he's already got one you yeah. can't deface it no no they're they're saying that that uh, these murals represent the ethnicities the uh, the ethnicities in the communities that they're in um so why it's important is to tie it back to the cave paintings is because mm-hmm. cave paintings are stand as some kind of historical record yeah. of the people who put them up uh sure. even even in, in so far as their skin tone or their height or the type of animals they used to hunt, or whatever. Um, Modern-day murals are in some way, like, modern cave paintings, I think. Yeah? Yeah, that's the argument I would make. All right, well, it sounds like murals is more of a solution than a than a problem. These street art abolitionists, I do hate those guys, because I don't understand why. what's so great about having a boring-ass wall. Like, what's so great about it? Just cover the graffiti up with more graffiti. Who cares? Well, look, if it's the side of your building and it's your business, you have the right to represent it sure, how you want, business. right? Yeah. But a lot of times these street artists make these murals in the back alley of these buildings where nobody's going to go back there except garbage men and occasionally Whoa. kids walking home on their way to school. What, what the fuck? Only garbage men? No, Tim, man. will you hang out in back alley? Of course you do. I hang on the back man. I do my art there, man. I DJ... You DJ to, to in nobody back sometimes alleys. in back alleys <laughs> with no equipment as well. Hey man, you don't need equipment. You need heart. <laughs> okay, right. you need to believe in yourself sometimes. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't get anywhere in life. I, I don't yeah. believe that you're able to pay tuition. That's what I, I don't pay tuition. Okay, of course not. I use a someone else's ID to get into school. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, who? What's his name? Car. Car. <laughs> You don't look like a Carl, Tim Chang. Uh, what? What is that supposed to mean? That's racist. <laughs> Made what's off. His la- okay, what's his last name? Chan. <laughs> okay, Carl yeah. Chan. That's your friend's name? Carl that's Chan. your homie's name? Carl Chan. Carl I'm Chan. Asian, so I got to use an Asian last name. Okay, that's fair. Uh, that's uh, that's fair. You know what? I thought it was going to be a Carl Johnson or something like that. That's fair. Damn. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not a racist. Damn, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, sorry, Tim Chang. Sorry to offend you. Um, Tim uh, Chains. Tim Tim Chains. Tim Chains. Yeah. If you don't say it right, he's going to keep playing the fucking oh, drop. please, no. Okay. Um, I got a comment here. Excuse me. Tim God. Is that is that your problem? Tim Chains. Uh, yeah, hold on. I got okay. one more clip to play. This is from Idaho. So I mentioned at the top, uh, the University of Kentucky and Idaho also are debating this the same exact time. Listen to this. Debate on what to do with two controversial murals depicting the history of Idaho begins tomorrow. The murals are located inside the old Ada County Courthouse in downtown Boise, and some say those paintings are inappropriate and discriminatory against Native Americans, yeah, while so others I- say they're a part of Idaho history. News Channel 7's Kim Fields. Great. Uh, so I, I, I looked into... Well, it's just like an extremely racist painting. Yeah, I got, I got it right here. Um, this, uh, that's from KTVB, actually. So uh-huh. here's, here, I looked into it, and here's, here's what the mural depicts. 
says the concern was the daily public display of the murals, one of which depicts white settlers lynching a Native American. The yeah, well, public display okay. of these on a well, daily basis does not provide any context and actually goes no. against our educational mission of providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for our students and faculty and staff. But yeah, yeah that's not exactly welcoming. <laughs> no. Is it a big lynch mob? No. In the act of lynching yeah, but the, a minority? The, uh, yeah, but the debate is... Do we then whitewash our history? Because this is some this is a bad part of our history that I don't, yeah. exists. I don't know if it's whitewashing to just take down a a painting of a murder, like greeting you on a building as you enter it. Where was this? In the courthouse. Yeah, in the courthouse. Yeah. I don't want I don't want people <laughs> going in and having thoughts of racial discrimination one way or the other crammed into their brains. Yeah. Like as su- as 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 nuanced as the mind is, like where a where a refrigerator being open on a TV ad will contribute to a la- a loss of sales. You know what I'm saying? Right. As fine-tuned as the brain needs to be, I don't want a giant white lynch mob being the first thing, the last thing that they see before they go decide someone's Future. Wait, wait. So right? you're telling me if a Native American was going to that courthouse for a trial, uh, that he would feel unwelcome if he saw that mural? You're, I'm saying that you're anyone saying going lynch- into court, I don't want them thinking that. <laughs> you, you think that a lynch mob might persuade a jury? Oh, one way or the other. Yeah. I think it might be on their mind. To, like, would it possi- could it possibly persuade them to uh, acquit the, the, pres- the, the person? Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. part of it. Thank you for being open-minded about it. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? No, I'm just joking. Oh, of course. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, no, I okay. totally agree. I don't with think you. that's street art, though. I said, I mean, that's well, a, that's like artistic censorship. Yeah, but uh, the, these these murals aren't just put in buildings. They're sometimes done on the side of uh, uh, on the side of buildings, on the outside, in public, mm-hmm. where people can see them. And over time, they stand as as historical representations of our culture. Okay. That's why social anthropologists look at these mural, murals and for the uh, the significance that they have for the culture that we live in. All right. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's my that's problem. That's your problem. Street art abolitionists. And when they cover it up, they just cover it up with paint poorly. They, a lot of times, they won't even cover the whole thing in the same coat of paint. So there will be just these patches of different oh, colors. Oh, buddy. Here, yeah. No, here's where it works for you. Uh, here, two examples. Number one, have you heard of Wanksy? The guy who draws dicks on potholes. Sounds hilarious. So the pothole situation is so bad, you can't get anybody out to fix your pothole. Right. He would go spray paint a cock around the pothole so the city would have, they have to come fix that. Yeah. Because everybody's complaining oh, about it. Oh, that's great. And, while they're, and in order to fix it, they have to fix the pothole. That's brilliant. So this guy just goes around drawing, co- yeah, it's brilliant. I'm thinking of doing it in Hollywood. Have you guys okay. heard of Changsty? <laughs> no, <laughs> who's Changsty? It's me. Okay. Tim Changs. <laughs> All right, look, I do graffiti art, so I know what you guys are talking about. Okay. All right. I've done it. What, All over what do Venice you do Beach. With? What do I do? What do you do? I draw a red question mark over everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, like, I'm like the Riddler. You know what yeah, I mean? Okay. From, from the Batman. Yeah, we yeah. know where the Riddler is. The Riddler. From. The Riddler. Uh-huh. Yeah. One time, though, I, I did Wait, it. why is it red? The Riddler like, was green. Yeah, that's the Riddler. I'm, I'm, I'm Changsty. Changsty, okay. I, I like red. So you do you do these question marks over everything, and what's uh, what's the social like message question, here? Like question, question everything. Question. Why, question Tammy? <laughs> Why, Tammy? Why'd you kick me out of Why'd you oh. kick me out of community college? <laughs> why'd you kick me out of community dumber, college? Dumber, dumber than I thought it would be. <laughs> so it's not dumb. Yeah. <laughs> 
Tammy, if you're listening right now, no, she's I not. love you. She's not listening. <laughs> Tammy's not listening okay. to the show. Here's my problem. Tim Chang. It's not even the the horn. That's not a horn sound effect. Here's my Uh, problem. So it's my mom's birthday when this episode drops. Oh, happy birthday! Yeah. So I said, Mrs. Masterson. Yeah. You got you got one chance. You got you can give me a problem. Give me a problem for the show. As soon as I tell her, everybody in the background, do this, do this, do this. She's like, "Mm, very sweet lady. Right. Mm -hmm. This is her problem. Backseat drivers. Okay. Right? Yeah. Total nightmare. They'll I, ruin your fuck. Where do they get off? Where do these people get off? You're giving, you are, you are, do, you are donating your time and energy to driving these people around. And they will not shut up and leave you alone. Oh, buddy, you're looking at the, the biggest, worst backseat driver. The biggest driver. backseat driver in the universe. Yeah. Maddox, I got to tell you, when you when you backseat drive, not only do I want to go slower out of spite, yeah. I want to steer my car into a fucking concrete embankment. It drives me so so insane. Yeah, it's great. Backseat driving. I'm, I'm the best backseat driver. I'm so great. Okay, what do you got? So she drives She drives my dad around. This is another one of those instances where it, hopefully someone listening to the show will change their behavior because I passive aggressively bring in this as an issue sure. on the show. Okay. She drives my dad around All right. every, everywhere. Yeah. Because my, my dad will- Try to get out of driving at all costs. Right. Like, he'll negotiate. If you're going to meet somewhere, he's like, let's meet in the middle. Uh, let's meet f- 60% closer to me. Let's meet down the street. What do you say you pick me up? Okay. okay. Yeah, that's how it goes. So he, he gets driven around everywhere. Won't stop backseat driving the whole time. This is this is what Wikipedia says about backseat. I like your dad. Backseat, yeah. <laughs> oh, you would, you would love it. You guys should both uh, be backseat drivers yeah. together. Tag team. A back, this is what Wikipedia says. A backseat driver is an asshole most commonly found in the passenger seat of a vehicle who can't control their thoughts and impulses from escaping their mouths like a kind of verbal diarrhea, like a two-year-old. And me, me, it me, doesn't me, say me, that me, on Wikipedia. It doesn't it say that. They make excessive comments on the driver's actions and decisions in an attempt to control the vehicle. Uh, to to and they can get, suck my cock. That's yeah, okay, what it doesn't says. say that on Wikipedia. It, it you know sometimes backseat drivers do that because the actual driver is driving too fucking slow and it's too much of a big pussy to honk their horn when some dipshit is clearly texting in front of them because we don't have some place to be apparently and commerce has to come to a grinding halt because this shithead has to send off a text that's a backseat driver saving lives you want to know something interesting Hmm. how about this one in seven motorists report having a road accident or a near miss caused by the distraction of a backseat driver. Distraction? One in seven. No, this is specifically backseat driving. Mm. This is not just distracting. This is somebody driving you so insane because they want to shave a couple seconds or because they're a deranged person who wants to feel important. Like they know, they know, they're like these Sandy Hook guys. They know the secret to getting somewhere on time. They've got secret information on the map. They can't wait. They can't be delayed yeah. in their important lives right. by 10 minutes. That's By like two me. minutes. That's me. By seven seconds. Yes. They sit there going, me, 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 telling you how to drive. They're causing, they're causing, let's see, what's, what's one seventh of accidents? There's a hundred, there's 1.3 million deaths from car accidents every year. One seventh of that. So like 13, 12 like percent, something like that. Yeah, uh, 180,000. 180,000 deaths these people are causing. No, that's, uh, that's, 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 that's uh, that sounds like bullshit. 180,000 in, in the U.S.? Or no, that's is that worldwide? worldwide. That's okay, worldwide. worldwide maybe. Worldwide. But, but, but that doesn't sound, they didn't go to Africa and, and uh, survey these people on backseat driving. And by the way, 
By the they way, backseat running Dick. in Africa. Okay, guy runs behind you. Says, you're running too. You're running too slow. Running the run in the left lane. Akimbo. Dick, get look. your knees up. You're gonna get winded. Have a drink. You're getting dehydrated. That's what it's like dealing with fucking backseat drivers. Dick, look, they cause some accidents. You got to break some eggs. Look, no pain, no gain. I Me. have, I have never died driving Lyft. Do you get backseat and, drivers in Lyft? Every time. Every time. It doesn't bother me. Well, that's I'm a your great, job. I'm a great Lyft driver. Yeah. Hey. So please use the promo code TCLFYT30. <laughs> you get $5 off your next Lyft. Yeah. Your first, and I, and I get credit the, for that. Yeah, okay. Tim, we're going to cut that ad out of this. Lyft is not a sponsor <laughs> for this episode. Uh, let's see. You're 60% more likely to have a serious <laughs> crash. Let me get some good stats here. Got to break some eggs, buddy. I don't know what to tell you, man. No pain, no gain. You ha- If you want to get where you're going fast, you get me as your passenger, and I'll tell you how to drive. Look, if you want to get, if you want to make someone a road rage, just tell them how to drive. That's how you get someone real pissed off. Fifty-one percent of people reported getting angry behind the wheel purely as a result of backseat drivers. Forty percent reported being made anxious. You're making the problem worse. You know, they already drove cautiously. Now you're freaking them out. Sounds like the problem here is drivers who have anger management issues, right? Drivers who are easily distracted. Mm -hmm. If you are so distracted by a a passenger who, out of the goodness of his heart, just wants to help you not drive like a grandma. Yeah. Do you respond well to it? You should turn off. I, I, I never get it. Because everyone knows I'm driving the most efficiently as possible. The most yeah. efficient way as possible. I'm cutting people off left and right. Driving like a samurai through traffic. Mm-hmm. Like a hot knife through butter. That's what I am in traffic. Partners are the worst. Hell partners yeah. came out, yeah. partners I'm came a out on top. I'm a samurai too. Not because I'm Asian. I'm like a samurai though. Yeah. Also when I drive Lyft. <laughs> use my promo oh, you code. Drive okay. like a, so you drive <laughs> like a samurai as well? Yeah. How would you actually, find I that? have a sword. You drive with a sword. That's oh, you actually have a sword. I actually have a sword. This is not even a metaphor. You just have a sword in your car. <laughs> I literally have a sword in my car than, in case, in case anyone tries to attack me. You have a sword? Yeah, yeah in my trunk. Okay. It's a samurai sword. Are you sword. trained in sword play? 17th century <laughs> Kyoto D- weapon. Is D- that the only town in Japan that you know? Kyoto? Tokyo. <laughs> Keep going. Kyoto, Tokyo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nagasaki. Hiroshima. Yeah, okay, there great. you go. There now you you're go. thinking. Hiroshima. Uh-huh. Name, name two more Japanese cities. Sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Sashimi, man. No, Sashimi is not, not a city. Sashimi is a city. No. Partners came out on top. Worth was the worst backseat drivers. Then mothers. Twenty-seven percent of people reported partners. Then mothers at seventeen percent. Fathers at fourteen percent. Children at 14%. I don't know what children are getting in on this game. Children, backseat drivers? Yeah, you know you're a shitty you. driver when your kid's telling you to hurry the fuck up. Hey, Dick, do you have any stories of uh, of you and I and where I was a backseat driver? You're always for- a backseat <laughs> driver. It's a fucking nightmare. I don't know why it's so important that everyone drive that I drive efficiently when you're in the car. Because you because I am your passenger. Yeah. And you should respect my time and get me where I'm going as fast as possible, even though you're driving and doing me a favor. No, it's the, it's the <laughs> psychology of it. There's something wrong with backseat drivers' brains. What? There's some, there's some, I brought in a bunch of like actual psychologists weighing in on this oh, topic, let's too. hear these assholes. It's, this, is what, this is what you're saying when you're a backseat yeah. driver. I don't trust you to handle this on your own. It's like, 
Oh, is this is ding? Ding, correct. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. It's driving. How do you not trust someone to handle it on their own? Because they're shitty drivers. I have friends who've gotten in tons of re- uh, wrecks, rain slick dick, and I don't necessarily trust that you you know exactly what you're doing because sometimes I'll point out something. I've prevented accidents as being a, uh, by being a backseat driver because I see my friends fucking up like, hey, man, there's a car right fucking there. Mm-hmm. Why don't you swerve or hit on your brakes or honk or something? Mm-hmm. No, they just, uh, uh, you know, I'll just uh, slow down a little bit. And I'm like, well, they're not going to stop. You got to honk. Yeah. Psychologist Ryan Howes says they offer unsolicited advice in an attempt to combat their own feelings of powerlessness. Like the realization correct. that yeah. they cannot. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's That's a, deep, correct, it's a yeah. deep psychological dysfunction that you people have. That you're trying to get, o- that you're it's trying not, to work out on us. It's not it's like a, it's like an addiction. He just he just enumerated the the exact phenomenon that's going on. That's not dysfunction. He's just stating what it is. Okay, I agree with it. Here's here's a, here's a good one. Another psychologist conducted a study in which subjects were told that a, that a sample of their blood would be taken. They could prick their own finger or have an experienced technician do it. People who fit this is okay. Prick your own finger, or we're going to have a phlo- phlebologist, or whatever they're called. Yeah. We're going to have a, a professional do it for you. People who fit the profile of a backseat driver did it themselves, because they're fucking stupid. Okay, yeah. see, that's where I disagree. I would always... You would prick your own finger, according to this study. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't prick my own finger. They just, they can't give it up. They can't give up that control, these no, backseat no, drivers. No, no, it's not about, it's not always about control, man. I know when to rest control and when to give it up and mm-hmm. when to, you know, sit sit back and relax. Here's the thing. If I'm driving, I have certain friends who are such poor drivers, I I literally have to pull my cell phone out of my pocket and tune out of what's Supposed going on. Figuratively? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to tune out of what's going on yeah. so that I don't lose my fucking mind. And you need, you need like, a pacifier to distract yourself because you have these, these deep psychological problems that these, that these learned people are, dis- are describing. It, it's not that, Dick. It's like it's all, I have the exact same problem with drivers who are slow when I'm the passenger uh-huh. as I do watching someone else compute. It drives yes. me out of my fucking mind. Yes, this is a defect with you. No. That's what these people are saying. Yes. I, I understand what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. They're just stating what it is. They're not say, stating what the psychological phenomenon is that, that is the dysfunction, supposedly alleged dysfunction. But here's the problem, Dick. When I see someone reach over for their mouse, uh-huh. I start to get anxiety because I know what I'm in store for is one to three seconds of them slowly dragging that fucking cursor yeah. across their desktop. Not a big deal. And then hunting for that little X to click. Oh, and then they start doing that little circle with their uh-huh. hand, you know, the little circle where yeah. they're where it's essentially like a binary search for that X. Getting and they're getting a little getting bit comfortable closer. with the mouse. Yeah, getting you know, comfortable. No big deal. Where is that cursor again? Uh and they look around on the screen and oh, oh there it is. Okay, I see the cursor now. And then they slowly drag it across their desktop and like, oh my God, when is this gonna end? And then they reach the X. They overshoot it a little bit by a few pixels, and then they move <laughs> no. back a little bit more, and then they finally click it. I'm like, oh, thank God. You did that one fucking task, and it took five seconds of your fucking life. This is how you want to live your life? Like an asshole, clicking X's all the time with your mouse? Hit Control-W, shithead. Uh-oh. Or Alt-F4. Or uh. uh, Shift-Space-C. Damn, chill out, dog. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> man. Shut the fuck up, Tim Chain. You got a lot of problems. You're a mouse user, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
Psychologist Stephen Rice says the backseat driver is an individual who has a strong need to feel influence, and they're always looking for ways to express that need. It's not that addiction, bro. It's not that. You know what? Here's what another guy says. Here's what? 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 I was going to give another computer. No, this is not a computer story. I was in a lift one time, and the driver was driving like a fucking badass. He was like making U turns and. Shifting into high gear every time and slamming his brakes. I'm like, dude, you're driving like a badass. Yeah. And I gave him a $3 tip on a $6 ride because he kicked ass at driving. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes sometimes when I when I see someone driving like a badass, I acknowledge it and I don't I don't backseat drive. I backseat compliment. Yeah, this is part of the dysfunction. Nope. The celebration <laughs> of aggressive poor driving. Nah. Uh, where does a meddler's deep-seated desire for control come from? That's what these psychologists, these learned men, multiple mm-hmm. learned men are mm-hmm. just saying. If you grew up in an environment that was chaotic, it's almost a defensive sort of reaction, Berger says. We've seen this in homes where a parent has an alcohol problem. For example, those children tend to develop a need to control for themselves. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I or definitely- a traumatizing life event. I definitely grew up in a chaotic lifestyle, yeah. but Dick, it's not just um, you, you know this. This is this is something that I do mm-hmm. uh, again to save lives yeah. and to get to our destination quicker. Costing people one one in seven people reported getting in a wreck because of a backseat driver. No pain, no gain. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> All right, uh, I got one more thing. Uh, here's a, here was an example from Wikipedia about backseat driving. Mm. You want me to read this? <laughs> yeah. This is a very small article on Wikipedia. This was the example they gave of okay, backseat driving. This is totally real. A couple of episodes in Power Rangers Zeo <laughs> shows, shows examples of backseat drivers with Rita Repulsa and Goldar in the motorhome base they share with Lord Zed. Finster and Rito. This is Wikipedia. I, I believe you this. Know, the company that's asking for donations to yeah. keep their top quality research <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> accessible at all times. Fucking example. Back. On their way back to the palace, Rita's constant demanding lands the base a flat tire, which she and Zed blame on each other. Uh-huh. After getting the tire fixed and back driving, Goldar shows up. Do you know who these people are? With the map that Zed needs and unintentionally proceeds to be another backseat driver by overly trying to help them with the map that lands the motorhome base with yet another flat tire. Surely Rita and Zed blame him for the mess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there that's you go, it. Dick. There you go. Those are <laughs> that's that, a perfect that's the example. Quality, that's the quality of people who have problems Rita with backseat Repulsa. drivers. Dick, uh, you and I have been driving before. Where yeah. uh, I'll see someone do something insane in front of you, and you, j- I look over to you, and you're like, "Ah, oh, chill, just chill, Dick." Yeah, sitting it in doesn't my car bother doesn't me. bother me. It doesn't I'll bother get me. there when I get there, I guess. And I, it drives me nuts. And I reach over. I don't know why. Hit your horn. I honk your fucking horn. You deserve the death penalty for that. That's fucking no, awesome. I, no. And then I did it to another friend. I was in his car one time, and this car, this person in front of me. Swear to God, fifteen seconds uh-huh. sitting there, and I'm I'm sitting there sweating bullets at this point because because <laughs> I'm sweating looking. right now. <laughs> You're sweating yeah. right now. Yeah, sweating right him. now. So I'm I'm sitting there and I'm looking at him, and I'm I look at his face, and I look at the horn, and I look at his face, and I look at the horn. You know, like you do. Yeah. Like, hey, bro, hit the fucking horn and let's get this train going, huh? And he nothing. 
And finally, I lose my mind. I roll down my window. I honk his fucking horn and I yell out and shake my fist at the driver <laughs> from the passenger side. I'm like, hurry the fuck up. And I, and I get, and I sit back down in the car and he looks at me and I look at him and I honk his horn some more until the, this, this lazy slack eyed idiot yeah. starts to drive. What's well, wrong with people? You got a good look at his face. Was he clean shaven? Because if he wasn't, he should pick up some Harry's razors. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEM to save $5 off your first purchase. It's a new year. It's a new year, and it's time for a fresh start. New year, I'm new having you. a fresh start. Yep. I'm clean shaven. Yeah. I am hungover, so I fucked that up a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's still a new year. It's time, stop, it's time to stop overpaying for a great shave. Yeah. Yeah. They're <laughs> German-engineered blades. Five-blade cartridges. Oh, my God, that's a deal. Close, comfortable shave, no cuts or burns. That's true. I can vouch for that. Quality is guaranteed. A full refund if you're not happy. Where can you get that? Where can you get a full refund if you're not happy? No, I can't think of one one place. Nowhere, no, nowhere, nowhere, nowhere else. else. Nowhere DJ else. Tim Chang Services. Oh, really? Saying, full refund if you're not satisfied with my services. Can we get DJ. a refund for this episode? <laughs> Tim Chang. <laughs> Over one million guys have already made the switch to Harry's, and thousands more switch every day. Why pay $32 for an eight-pack of blades when you can get them for half the price at harrys.com, and they ship right to your door. You don't got to deal with that case. Ships right to your door. Tim, do you shave? I don't shave. Yeah? I like to keep my hair around. It makes me remember things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every hair is, no, I've no, every hair is a piece of history. About, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So they're, you're basically the opposite of a street art abolitionist with your face. That's right. Abolitionists <laughs> are bad people. Uh, <laughs> Biggest problem to save $5 off your first purchase. Go to harrys.com. Thank you, Harrys, for supporting the show. And thank you guys for supporting the show. It really helps out. Dick, I got a real big problem. Okay. Okay. I recently released another video about how Disney ruined The Little Mermaid. Okay. It's doing really well on YouTube, setting the internet on fire. Uh, As they do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I want to bring in Disney to expound on that point a little bit. Disney's my problem. And they ruined Little Mermaid because they made it like... Nice. We gave it a nice ending. They shat all over the original story. Okay. Right? I had an argument with a a mutual friend of ours a long time ago, and he was talking about how much he liked The Little Mermaid. And I said, uh, what the hell kind of conversation was this? Guy's talking about how much he loves The Little Mermaid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Disney version of Little Mermaid. All right. And uh, he was saying that, um, that he really liked The Little Mermaid, because uh, because it was a good story and uh, this and that and I, I told him I, I said do you know do you know the original story the Little Mermaid and he said uh, yeah and I, I said okay well the original story has an ending that's really tragic mm-hmm. the mermaid dies at the end of the Little Mermaid the Don't original Hans Christian like Andersen yeah she turns into yeah. foam that's the story she turns into foam and gets a soul and goes up to heaven it's kind of like a almost a better ending. What, they had the, a fling, turns into... I wish all romances ended like that. Most Bitch of my, just turned into foam. When I went to go check on her in the shower, she turned into a bunch of foam. Hey, all, my, do? all my romantic encounters end in foam. If you know what I'm talking about, Tim, you know? What, what do you mean? <laughs> like, like, of course, what do you mean, of course thank, thank you, Tim Chang. Tim Chains. Tim Chains. Tim Chains. Oh, I get it. It's like two chains. Yeah. Chains. Okay. Oh, oh, good job, Dick. I get it. My man. I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great. Okay. Real clever. Um, yeah, anyway. So the original Hans Christian Andersen story has the Little Mermaid 
essentially, she has to. She makes the she makes the wager with the evil queen, Ursula. Urs- mm. No, it's not Ursula. Ursula That's the, the Disney witch. version. Yeah. yeah, based on Divine, the the, uh, uh, the transsexual. I don't know if she's trans. I don't know if she's transsexual so much as uh, she's just a um, drag. A, she's a drag queen? queen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, drag queens are not necessarily transsexual. So it's based on Whew. based on Divine. All right. Yeah. So the original story had her make the wager where she would come to land, she would lose her voice, and then she had to marry the king, the prince. Mm-hmm. Otherwise. The day after the prince married someone else, she would die. Okay. So she made that wager. She went up to land, and the prince mistakenly believes that another woman saves his life because after she spent all night with him, saving him, you know, nursing him back to health on the beach. Ah. So the original story has this happen, right? And when the mermaid is bringing him back to, to, Mm -hmm. to health, right? Um, she hears some women coming down from a temple up the up the hill, and then she runs off and hides. She swims off rather, mm-hmm. and uh, and when the prince comes to, he sees this other woman nursing him to health, and he thinks that she is the one responsible for saving his life. Logical. So he marries this other woman, and the mermaid is distraught, and then she has one chance to save her life. Mm-hmm. Her sisters sacrifice their hair for her gives it to the evil queen, Mm -hmm. and then they give her a magical dagger that if she kills the prince and then sprays her feet with blood, because the the original story also had it so that uh, it felt like she was walking on knives the entire time. Okay. Yeah, uh, which doesn't really add anything to the lesson. Uh, This isn't a movie that I want to see. Well, it's... have got to be honest with you. Well, have you seen the original 1975 version? No. It's a it's a really it's it's a really well done story, and the story is so much more powerful than Disney's slapdick ending, where instead of having the princess sacrifice herself because she realizes it's not my it's not it's not the prince's fault. Sometimes you don't always get what you want. You don't yeah. always get who you want, and just because you sacrifice a lot for that person yeah. doesn't mean they're going to like you back, and doesn't mean that they're you're always going to be their first choice. Yeah. That's an important lesson that is that only exists in this one children's story that's been completely whitewashed from history. And I did a little research and I found before 1989's Disney version, almost every animated version of this of the the story mm-hmm. had the same exact Hans Christian Andersen ending. And after 1989, almost every single version has had the Disney ending or some vari- variant of thereof. Yeah, that's like depressing though, man. Doesn't matter if it's depressing. You impo- you you learn an important lesson. You, I don't know if that's true. What? Uh, why you learn wh- that lesson? Yeah, that's what I learned when I was a kid. That's From why it that stuck story? with me. Yeah, and it then stuck you, with me. What you decided like not to change, and was that the lesson that you learned? No, the lesson is that sometimes just because you like someone and you make sacrifices for them, mm-hmm. they might not like you back. Oh, okay, that's an important lesson that is completely lost in in modern children's literature. If everything in children's literature, the, the only thing the Disney version teaches kids is entitlement. You get okay. what you want. Everything has a happy ending. There are no life lessons in it. Well, wait a minute. What about Aladdin? Because uh, Aladdin tried to act like something he was not, and Jasmine was not into that. He had to go back to being Aladdin yeah. before she was into him. So that's a pretty good lesson, right? Uh, Aladdin had to be himself. I, I don't know. I haven't seen Aladdin in a long time. I'd have to go back and look at that. Uh, it's a good movie. I made some sacrifices back in my day, guys. Oh, yeah. What did you sacrifice, Tim? Look. Tim Chains. Tammy Trujillo. <laughs> Tammy Trujillo. I loved her. All right? I loved her. I 
I love this so <laughs> accent is all over the place. All right. I love this so much that I sacrificed my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> I was planning on fucking when I got married. <laughs> <laughs> you were? Why? Christianity, homie. <laughs> Jesus, one love. Correct, correct, Tim Chains. I agree with that. Christianity, <laughs> Christianity, homie, is the correct answer. Thank you so much, Madoff. <laughs> it's Mad- Maddox. Same difference, no. man. Oxymoron. <laughs> no, it's not an oxymoron. <laughs> All right. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, so Disney's done this with so many different stories throughout throughout history. Hans Christian Andersen stories. Yeah. Even Frozen is based on a Hans Christian Andersen story. Did you know oh, that? Oh, God, I hated that movie. The Ice Queen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, yeah, Disney, Disney does this. They just take... And, and here's the thing. If Disney was trying to supplant this story with uh-huh. uh, this message with another message, right? I I would understand that, but they okay. are just taking Little Mermaid and trying to make it as mass appeal and commercial as possible. Yeah, that's all they're doing. Yeah, their only motive here is profit. They don't give a shit whether or not anyone oh, learns anything. Uh, I don't know. That's a little bit cynical. Disney's only motive a, is profit. What no, else is there? No, they make good movies. I'm not saying. I think they put a lot of heart in like Toy Story three, and I don't think their only motive is. Or there is profit. Look, man, it, I'm not saying Disney doesn't make good movies. If Disney makes good movies or not is irrelevant as to whether or not those those movies have messages. And a lot of people like the original Little Mer- the Disney version of Little Mermaid. I'm not saying it's not huh? uh, an entertaining movie. People are entertained by it. Okay. People like the stupid songs in it. Stupid songs. Come on. They're stupid. Great. They're stupid songs. Under the sea. Man, I'm about to go pee. Yeah, DJ Tim Chang, hit that shit. Tim Chang. So you would, <laughs> you would prefer it if they kept the original message, Disney? Yeah. Big, big animated splendor, multi-million dollar budget, and Ariel just bursts into foam after walking on knives for the whole movie. Well, the the knives part, I a lot of the animated versions, including the one that I am I am championing here, is the 1975 version. A lot of them don't have the walking on knives part. Right. And I thought about it, and I thought, well, the original one that I'm championing didn't have that. That diverged from the Cons Christian Anderson tale as well. Right. However, that doesn't that doesn't change anything. That doesn't change the message. By not having that in there, it doesn't change the message because she still sacrificed something, and she didn't get what she wanted because she sacrificed. So uh, you can still have that, that same tragic ending. I mean, where do you draw the line at some point? Do you, do you rewrite Romeo and Juliet to have it a happy ending? Oh, they wake up together and they live happily ever after. Sure. You, you, re, you rewrite The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which, again, The Hunchback. How did they change that? Uh, I'd, I'd have to look into the, the, uh, all the details. But they, mm. uh, most, of the, most Disney fairy tales have, are based on past properties. And they whitewash them. They make them palatable for consumers. Mass appeals possible. Yeah. Completely eliminating the message. And here's something else I learned. This is from, uh, uh, you know, the show, the, the show Adam Ruins Everything? Adam Conover? I have not watched it. Actually, a, a few people on Twitter have, have mentioned that we have both covered a lot of the same topics. Mm. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty fascinating because we, <laughs> we, we kind of, like, look at the same things to kind of tackle um, these, like, uh, these these social phenomenon, but he talked about how Disney has ruined copyright law in the United States. There you go. That's true. Yeah. They keep extending it, right, to keep their precious Mickey. Right. So under U.S. copyright law, I think it's, what, 70 years? That uh, after 70 years, your claim to a copyright expires, and that copyright property goes into public domain. And without that, 
we lose out on a lot of art and history, like, like for example, Hans Christian Andersen's Tales, which Disney relies heavily upon mm-hmm. to build their empire. Without Hans Christian Andersen's stories being in public domain, Disney wouldn't even have the opportunity to make The Little Mermaid. Or Steamboat, uh, what, what's the original uh, Mickey Mouse cartoon? Steamboat Penis. Steamboat Willie, I think, right? Yeah. Steamboat Willie? Yeah. I, I, I get the joke. <laughs> yeah. Good, good job, Dan. Yeah. Uh, Steam, Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Tim Chains. <laughs> no, Tim Chains. That wasn't your joke, Tim. That wasn't yours, you Tim. That was my joke now, copyright, <laughs> 2016. So would you be okay, Tim? Would you be okay with, in 70 years, your likeness uh, becoming public domain? Man, that's like... Man, that's like the greatest way to like you know pay tribute to someone is someone just trying to be like me. That's oh, okay. Yeah. So you think you'd just shoot it out of a cannon, like yeah, the man. Playboy Bunny? I shoot it out of a cannon. Okay. My dick. Okay. <laughs> How about you? Seventy years, you okay with people making knockoff Maddox? Yeah, shirts I and- think so. Because if you have a lifetime, essentially, mm. I think they they chose seventy years because it's it's a lifetime for somebody to uh, to capitalize on their work. And to make as much money as they can during their lifetime. And then afterwards, that property becomes public domain. Imagine imagine a song from the 30s, the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Essentially, all those songs from the 1930s should be public domain because most of those people and their children have, have long since passed on. And that art shouldn't be locked up forever. Because, again, when you free these things open to public domain, you have companies like Disney that come along and can use those stories and other people can use those stories to make their own empires and, make and ruin them many more jobs yeah. well ruining them yeah they they I mean, in this case they they yeah. clearly did but Disney's so hypocritical in their stance on copyright because they keep extending the public domain date i think right now it's set to 2026 or something like that 2019 so it's not just affecting Disney it's affecting everything else that came out after Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I don't have a big problem with that. Why not? You and I just disagree on that. Well, they you, you wrote the song, you drew the mouse. Who like? Why does everyone deserve to have it? Fight, fight tooth and nail to keep it. Your kids, your kids, your kids, kids. They should all fight tooth and nail. To so you're extended com- as long as possible. So you're completely dismissing the argument that Disney wouldn't even exist today as it is. You know, The Little Mermaid saved Disney's company. They were going bankrupt. Oh yeah. And The Little Mermaid, based on public domain. Save that company. So to suggest, I don't think Disney has a problem with ripping off um, regular copyrighted properties, though. I don't, I don't think a, I don't think a copyright would prevent them from making Little Mermaid. Like, what's Hans Christian Andersen going to sue Disney? Ooh, good luck. No, but that's that's irrelevant. Whether or not they rip off other copyrighted works is irrelevant. We're talking about specifically public domain, and the only reason is because Disney. Look, Disney hasn't created anything new since Mickey Mouse. And they're not even doing anything with Mickey Mouse. Every now and then a new, a new game, a video game comes out or something. But when's the last time you saw a Mickey Mouse cartoon? Oh, the last time I saw, I don't know. I saw yesterday. Yeah. No, you there, didn't, Tim. There's Tim constant Chains. new Mickey stuff. There's new Mickey shows, like Mickey's Clubhouse. All those motherfuckers <laughs> are around. Mickey's Club. That's a, I mean, that's a branded Disney. There is there there was a Disney cartoon, a Mickey Mouse cartoon that came out a while back. Disney's no, there's afraid. tons of new Mickey stuff going on. Like there's for for kids, not, it's mo- like not a movies, machine. not movies. Oh, movies! I, yeah, I guess not. I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there is. I don't. I'm not up on all the little kids stuff. I mean, but it, there's it, tons of them. If Disney, I, I have a theory. Cars that, was new. all the Pixar stuff's new. That's not Mickey Mouse. No, I'm, but you said when was the last time they did something new? Mickey, Mickey that's Pixar. 
Pixar created that. That's not a Disney. That's not Disney. Disney. Yeah. Disney can come by and acquire all these things, right? They're not creating anything new with Mickey Mouse. They're not creating any new movies. And I think it's because they're afraid of making a flop and hurting the company's brand and hurting the company's image. You mean like a blockbuster Mickey movie? Yeah. Oh, like something on par with Little they Mermaid. Ever did that with Mickey? Yeah, of course they did. There were Those, lots of old Disney Disney Mickey Mouse movies. Shorts. Fantasia. They made a new Fantasia, two thousand, with Donald Duck. Did they? Well, with but Donald Mickey Duck. Was, but he's with always Mickey only Mouse. been in shorts. No, Fantasia was a full movie. No, but Mickey was, was only in one of the interludes. The the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Right, right. That's only one song. Well, how many movies has he appeared in since? Um, I don't think Mickey was used like that. I think he was like a short. He was used like Steamboat Willie style, where it's a short before a bigger movie. Well, he now was the star. He was the star of a lot of their cartoons. Originally, a lot sure, of their cartoons. He still is. I haven't seen a Disney. I haven't seen a Mickey Mouse cartoon in kids, a long time. Man, those kids love the di- uh, Mickey's Clubhouse shit. Not Mickey's, they do Mickey's all the Clubhouse dance. is not animated. Yeah, it is. The, the, what, what do you think is live action? What are you, are you talking about? The old, the one with like Britney Spears as the star. Dude, they re in every single generation of kids has a Mickey's Clubhouse. Oh. Like you don't know about it, but it's different. Yeah, for maybe everyone. maybe you're right. Maybe you're right uh, about that. I don't know. Uh, but uh, but regardless, the public domain argument, right? They they have locked up all these properties in public domain. If they were just doing it with their own company, that's a different case. If you want to make that argument, maybe that maybe there's a case for that. Mm-hmm. But they are changing all law, all copyright law in the United States for everything, regardless of whether or not. People are alive or care about their, their properties or uh, want these things to be in public domain, regardless of that. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't know why you have a problem with that. Well, again, because Disney's hypocritical and they have used pub- – if they, if they don't have a problem with public domain being, uh, being uh, basically evaporated, if they don't have a problem with that, then they should stop using public domain properties for their mm-hmm. advantage. Well, It's hypocritical. Okay. Furthermore, Disney has now bought up Marvel. They have uh, acquired Pixar. I think they actually is Pixar still part of Disney? Yeah. Yeah, Pixar Pixar's part of Disney. Marvel's part of Disney, plus all the original Disney properties. Star Wars. Star Wars, they picked up Star Wars. So if you go to a toy aisle or if you go to a comic book store, pro- anywhere from 70 to 80% of the IP you see in there is owned by one company. And when you see this what Disney has done, to the Little Mermaid by abolishing these stories because they might be uncomfortable for children, and they have that same philosophy with everything else across the board. Maybe Wolverine stops killing people. Maybe Wolverine starts getting tame in Marvel comics. Maybe Star Wars becomes a little bit more whitewashed. Over time, this aggregate influence one company has on all of our culture can be incredibly damaging and limiting to our culture. I think that's what that's a real problem I have with Disney. They have way too much of a monopoly on our entertainment. Way too much. Yeah. And nobody's looking at this. We're only looking at monopolies when it comes to software, to cars, to railroads, and things like that. But when it comes to entertainment, everyone turns a blind eye to Disney. Dis- this well, one company they turned their open eyes to Disney because they love this shit. I'm talking I mean, about critic looking at them critically. Yeah. I mean, people are consuming these Disney products, but at what cost? Because our culture is becoming dumber. I think. Because of companies like Disney, because they have a monopoly on everything. They are the filter that we get all our messages from. All our kids are learning their important life lessons from one company. I don't know, man. I see a lot of property coming through with the kids. You know, I got nephews, so I see all the their little trends that they go through. Yeah. 
not all Disney. They get they get some weird stuff. They got they got dinosaurs that are also cars. So they got a my nephew's got a toy of a dump truck that's a stegosaurus, and you pull on the tail and it shits out a trash can like projectile pooping. Yeah, that's an important lesson. That's not whitewashed. As they they're into weird things. Yo, Madox, let me ask you a question. Is that cool? Maddox, Maddox is the name. Let me just ask you for real question. Yeah. All right, look. If Disney, if Disney, if Disney ask you, acts you think? If, if Disney asks you, yeah. to play Beast in Beauty and the Beast, yeah, would you say yes? No, I don't. What, what for, are you talking for, about? The play? The 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 play? No, nah, man, the cartoon. The like, cartoon. If they asked you to play Beast from the cartoon, <laughs> yeah, would you would you say yes? And they paid you a lot of money. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you're a fucking hypocrite, then. <laughs> no, I'll tell. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Surprisingly cogent argument. Yeah. Tim <laughs> Because I'm a subversive motherfucker, and you get me in there, and I'll put in some messages. I'll get. I'll. I. I will put up a stink and change the script, and I'll put in some fucking messages in that story, buddy. Like drawing you don't want- dicks in the cartoon. That's what no. they no. That's what they do in Little Mermaid. There's yeah, dicks on the box. There's dicks in the. Actually, that's that's pretty funny. That that's that's I mean, a sign. No, that's what you're describing. That's Those a sign. Of, yeah, are, I, I yeah. agree. That's a sign of artistic descent. When he drew sure. that dick on the cover of the Little Mermaid, and then uh, Disney backtracked like, oh, it wasn't a dick. And they whitewashed their own cover. Like, guys, well, yeah, it's part of. <laughs> yeah, but say, it's, there's a giant dick on. Our cover. Yeah, but the little kids don't know what that is. They're just looking at that, and it's like a, a giant shiny dong. And, and and the only way you're gonna know what it is is if you know what a dick looks like. Kids don't know that. Half of them do. <laughs> with the boys <laughs> <Yeah. I> mean, <laughs> don't worry about it man it's fun it was hilarious artistic descent is is, uh, is great of course uh, I would always I am I am an I'm a stealth operative buddy that's why I would what would you Disney. do what's like an example of the stealthful descent the artistic descent you would do is in, well, the, in the cartoon I'll give you an example I, I don't know I'm not in that position but I'll give you an example of how well, I did just, you know for fun I'll give you an example of how I did descent it, at my one of my old jobs at the telemarketing, I worked for a telemarketing company. Uh-huh. And when Congress passed this law that was the Do Not Call Act, uh, I think that's what it was called, where telemarketers could not actively call people who didn't opt in or work with another company. So it basically lim- eliminated outbound telemarketing. Great, calls. great, right? Yeah. So there was this petition that started going around in telemarketing circles. And it was all the telemarketers and their managers and supervisors and people who worked at these companies signing a petition to send to Congress to abolish this uh, this law. Mm-hmm. They say it's going to hurt our business, et cetera, et cetera. When it came to me, I not only didn't sign it, I removed names from that list before I passed it on. All right. I, it, because I knew the industry I worked in was shitty, yeah. and I would forego my job just to see the shitty industry crumble. That's how I felt. Oh, and you so, were hoping it would crumble. Absolutely. Okay. I knew it, it was my way of paying for my website and going to college, but I knew it was a shitty industry. Yeah. So that's how I that's how I work. That's the answer. Does that answer your question, Tim Chains? No, man. No, I didn't answer my, my question, question either. What? What was your question then? What kind? Of, no, no. You didn't answer the question. Like, what, how would you do it in Beauty and the Beast? I don't know, man. I'd yeah. have to think about it. Put me okay. on the spot here. I don't. All right. All right. Yeah. How would you, you get more how about would you Disney? Hmm. I would whisper things like, uh, "I love Gaston." Like that. Yeah. Let's see if they could sneak it in. I there. would be yeah. like, "Yo, what up, beauty? You should hire me for your DJs, <laughs> okay. DJ services, man." It's pretty subversive. DJ, D, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, Tammy, Tammy, Tammy Trujillo, Tammy Trujillo. Yeah. You got stuff about like slave labor or anything like that for Disney? 
any kind of unethical business practices they're oh, engaged in? Of oh course, my God, yeah. the biggest problem with Disney, every chick has to go to Disneyland. Yeah, right? Yeah. How many? And, what, and then you're slapping down a hundred, two hundred bucks just to get in the door. Yeah. Just to get in the fucking door. Then they run up with those cameras. Click, 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 click. Yeah. You got to remember this beautiful uh, um, uh, highway robbery. You got to remember this stick up, this romantic stick up where this chick's sticking you for $200. Yeah. All right. Is that your problem? That's my problem. Disney. Disney. Oh. One, one company has way too much power over our, they have way too much power and influence over what kids learn and see. They are the filter. Yeah, okay. I don't kids get a, kids get a, access to a lot of entertainment. They're on there all day, man. But there's no metrics. Like uh, the, if you look like I said, you go to a store, go to Target and then count the number of Disney properties that are toys uh, versus any other company. The yeah. Japanese version of the Little Mermaid, another version came out just after the the 1989 version. It was the series and the end message the, it was like a, a, a Little Mermaid series with like 27 episodes, something like that. They were trying to get this golden tablet. The Little Mermaid couldn't get it. She didn't turn back into human. And she and the prince were sitting on the beach. And she says, well, sometimes you don't always get what you want. And the prince said, I guess you're right. We don't always get what we want. That's it. That's the important lesson. That's completely whitewashed from Little Mermaid. That's my problem with Disney. All right. My problem, last problem is, um, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's worse than Disney. But I am interested to see where it's going to fall in the votes. It's a problem that everyone can relate to. I had a big, I had a big occurrence of this this week. What? Losing your remote. Oh, great. Losing the remote. Losing the remote. Losing the remote. All right. It's a problem that's plagued us since the beginning of time. No. Losing the remote. It will yeah, forever. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you, it bad. will forever plague us. Remotes are getting smaller. Ladies and gentlemen. True. True. The new Apple TV remote is so small, if that thing if that thing goes sideways, you can't see it if it's right in front of you. Yeah. That's the future where that if that thing falls between the cracks of a couch cushion, like like it's greased up. It's gone. You put it down on the couch, disappeared. Sure. Forever. Forever. And right. then you're knocking buttons around. You're you're sitting there just trying to relax. Yeah. After a podcast, yeah, TV's fucking changing its own channels because yeah. you're sitting on the remote. You can't lift the cushion and just grab it. Well, you don't know where it is. That's the problem. I'm, I lost a, every time I lose the remote. If I don't, if I don't find it within like five seconds, I start to panic. Anxiety. Because, yeah, extreme that's, anxiety. That's right. that's right, Tim. Tim Chains. I learned that, I learned that word today. Yeah, because you don't know if you're ever going to find it again. Have you ever lost a remote for good? Uh, no. I wish Sean was here because this 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 happened to us when we lived together. Sean was convinced that someone stole our remote. Okay, like as a joke, or they had some kind of like stolen remote reselling ring. But doesn't Sean also have dogs? It's possible the dog took it, chewed on it somewhere. Um. Well, we didn't have dogs then. Okay. I don't. I've never seen that happen either. I've had dogs my whole life. I've never uh-huh. seen them abscond with a remote. Yeah. The average time spent searching per week for a remote. It's five minutes, 5.3, five minutes. Whoa. I guess I was all wrong about this problem. <laughs> that amounts that amounts to 278 minutes. That's that's uh, that's more than four and a half hours a week. Good. Do that we spend else. Yeah. looking for remotes. No, not four, four and a half hours per week. Over an average lifespan, the number is 370. That's this study. 370, what is this, hours? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's know. yeah, that's two weeks. 
370 yeah. hours the average person spends in their lifetime looking for a lost remote. Yeah. That's two weeks. Two weeks. I mean, by choice, you, no one's forcing you to look for the remote. No God one's forcing is. you to watch TV. No, what are you no going to do? Gotta the find rem- the remote. Yeah, you got to find that remote, man. It fucks with you like a yeah. sliver in your brain all day when you can't find that remote. Man, if you understand, all right, losing remote is like losing Tammy Trujillo. Yeah. <laughs> all right? It's, it's, yeah. Exactly yeah. It's like, like that, It's like losing her. Yeah. Because she was going to be the one to get you to the top. It's the like deep- a piece of your soul, Tim Chains. My soul. Yeah. White soul. I don't know. Tim Chains. You're not white. Get a sound effect, man. License of license the horn. I, you can get an air horn Tim from several galloping. <laughs> I'm sorry I spoke. Men Great. spent an average of 18 and a half days looking for a lost remote, while women spent just under uh, 12 and a half days. That that so sounds. men are doing all the all the work in the remote game. Yeah. That sounds like stubbornness and control. Where's the psychologist talking about that shit, huh? Missing a remote? Yeah. That, how about that? That's literally you being feeling powerless to control something. How's yeah. that for psychology, huh, shithead? I think yeah. it's literally. Yeah. Being powerless. Yeah. Yeah. You're 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 literally feeling powerless and are powerless to control something. So you're spending all your time instead of going out and doing something else. Or how about this? Get a fucking system. Put the remote in the same spot every time. I oh, do that. Please. I never lose. I never lose my remotes. Here's what, well. Here's what else you could be doing with your time. Here's what. Here's what people spend their time doing. Just to put this in perspective, <laughs> you spend you spend three months of your life in traffic. Okay. Yeah. Thanks to people traffic who don't horrible have backseat drivers. Okay. Traffic is horrible. Right. Three yeah. three months. Three months. That's that's on par with with two weeks of looking for remote. You spend you spend seventeen days of your life kissing. Hmm. I'm sorry, 14. That's two weeks. So you spend as much time kissing in your life as you spend looking for a lost remote. I don't. My, my numbers are way different. You spend no time on the remote and... All my time kissing. All your time kissing. Yeah. What a romantic man. Yeah. <laughs> Women spend one year of their life deciding what to wear. How about that? Huh. And we spend 48 days having sex. Hmm. So, there you go. What so- are you supposed to do if you lose a remote? Like, at what point do you just quit and buy a new one? Because uh, that's the thought. That's the panic that's in our mind. As soon as it's gone. I guess. What do I, I do? You get another one. Or you use the, the manual controls on the TV. Or you it doesn't wa- exist anymore else. on some of these they, things. They do. They do. Uh, uh, even, even TVs that you don't think they do, uh, usually on the bezel, there is some kind of control. Of course, on a TV, but we've got so many boxes now. you got a cable box. There aren't buttons on it anymore. I don't know, man. Chromecast I think that- doesn't have buttons on it. You're fucked if you don't have the remote. But Chromecast is controlled through your cell phone or your PC. Oh, so my God. I don't even know. I this- don't have one. <laughs> this is all converging very, very rapidly. Uh, everything, you're- everything that has a remote control... Uh, to it can be controlled by your cell phone it, either now or eventually in fact I, back in 2003 i had a cell phone uh, my nokia e90 it had an infrared port and an app on it that was to, completely free all the apps were free on, on nokia way back in the day where uh well most of them um you could control anything you wanted with your with your cell phone i had so much fun at bars turning off the tv changing the channel t- turning up and turning down air conditioners that shit was fucking awesome you could turn up air conditioners yeah I have wow. a remote control air conditioner right now. They 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 make those things. They make remote control. I have a remote control fan in the corner of this room. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That you can control with your phone. You can control anything as long as it has infrared. Well, that makes the remote even more important. 
no, I, especially it if it's your less phone. Important. Especially if it's your phone, you're gonna lose that next. Well, people lose their phones all the time. All right, that's my problem. Okay, <laughs> good, good problem, Dick. Yeah. All right, got anything else? Nope. Uh, thank you, Tim Chains. Yeah, Do you I, have, I got a problem. Damn. You have a okay, problem? What do you mean? Me? What's your problem? Bro? Yeah, Look, we're just definitely skipping you. Yeah. <laughs> Look, normally I'd say my problem is why Tammy didn't take me back, uh-huh. right? But uh-huh. my real question is does jet fuel melt steel beams? <laughs> That's your problem? <laughs> is that your That's problem? my problem. Does it melt steel beams? That's a dank meme, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going on the list. <laughs> nice try, Tim Chains. All right, guys, my problems this week were street art abolitionists and Disney. My problem are backseat drivers and losing your remote. Thank you, Tim Chains. You got anything else to plug? DJ, Tim Chains, DJ services at outlook.com. Email me, hit me up with some song requests. <laughs> All right. I got another, another question of the week in here. Yeah. Hey, fellas. Question of the week here. <clears throat> What do you think would allow you to see more titties? Being able to turn invisible or being able to turn into an animal, not an insect, just animal. Not an insect. <laughs> not an insect. Uh, Good. A few things to think about. Yeah. One, if you're a dog or okay. a puppy, girls love puppies, <laughs> or, or as Dick has said, they'll probably bring you inside and you can chill out. As long as you don't piss your shit on the floor, <laughs> you can probably see some titties. It's really well thought out. Also, if you're a bird, <laughs> you can fly right the fuck up to a window. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> I still really have to be a bird to do that, but uh, it probably helps. Yeah. Yeah. It does definitely help. Things have to be invisible. To fly up to Obvious a window. Obvious things. It's easy. The things to think about, though... Our footprints mm-hmm. and knocking shit over. Those are the things to think about. <laughs> Can't yeah. necessarily get in just being invisible <laughs> unless the doors are locked. Whereas being a puppy, someone would lose butt you with. Maybe being able to be an invisible puppy would probably be the best option, but that's, that's not a choice. Discuss it. It's not a choice. Get back to me. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Would you see more boobs if you were invisible or if you were an animal, not an insect? Uh, always invisible. Always. Because here's the thing. Seeing boobs is half the battle. The other half is jerking it. So how are you going to jerk it as a puppy or a bird? That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't think about didn't that. Didn't think about that, you Matthew didn't think, <laughs> Yeah, you didn't think of that through, weird Matthew McConaughey. Uh-huh. All right, let's see. I got, um, I got some fuck-ups. Those are usually funny. Yeah. I don't know what you guys... Whatever, I'm fucking stupid. So what you guys didn't realize <laughs> is the fucking fact that the reason people, the bosses don't allow you to come, whatever, fuck, fuck, I can't speak. I'll call back again. Fuck. No, <laughs> don't, don't bother. <laughs> it's Idiot. not getting on. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So the the mysterious gift giver, the Riddler. Oh, yeah. We know who it's not. We're okay. narrowing down suspects. Let's hear it. Hey, guys, it's Bud Sanchez. Um... I'm just calling to confirm that the package was not me. Thank God. Um, and there's three things about that package that gives it away that's not me. Number one, I'm a sincere person. Um, I'm not going to send you a bunch of dumb shit like that. I'm, I'm going to like at least try to send you something cool. I know last you time wasn't all of that great, package was but, cool. Um, two, I'm not a Republican. Like uh, I think that Obama hat was like really dumb. 
And um, this is the evidence. He's laying uh, out his case. Yeah. yeah. Three. <laughs> I can't even count. Um, three, fuck. What was my last point? Oh yeah. Three. <laughs> I'm not a men's rights activist. Like, I think that shit's dumb. So, yeah. That fact is it's not me. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. All right, guys. But okay. you, we, we would have believed you if you just said you didn't do it. Yeah. You don't need to present a case like to a jury, a sequestered jury. Um. Okay. Last one. Hey, Dick. I happen to work in the food industry, and I go to work sick all the time. You know why? <laughs> Great. They don't fucking pay me if I don't come in. All right. If that doesn't paid, make you a good. That doesn't make it okay. Things like. Like Harry's razor blades or your stupid bonus episode. Okay. It's not stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> Ass. Yeah, it doesn't make it okay if they don't pay you. That's not a good, that, 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 that doesn't remove you of the moral responsibility to not infect people with your disease. Yeah. Every you, single person. Well, they don't pay. Oh, well, th- th- that's, that's exactly what the Nazis said. That's exactly <laughs> what they said. Well, I gotta go, I gotta shovel these shoes into the ovens or else I don't get paid. You know, yeah. what, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? That call that collar was literally Hitler. No, he wasn't. Tim Chang's. <laughs> 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 get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs>